Hello, Smegheads. My name is Jed Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining in once again <laughs> to the Smegheads <laughs> podcast. I'm we don't know what you're th- we're thanking you for, I'm but we're thanking you. It's because I always say thanks for joining us, but then I realise you're kind of forced to join us because it's on your phone. <laughs> no choice. We invade your phone every single week. Um, unless you listen to us on the computer like a weirdo. <laughs> I guess people, some people listen to podcasts on the computer, right? Yeah. People who live in 2000 and late. Oh, burn. <laughs> stri- five seconds in, then I've already burnt our whole <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, I've got some good news, Daniela. What is it? Um, Red Dwarf, the official Red Dwarf <laughs> website have let me join. Yes, finally. It's only taken... Six weeks. It's been six, six weeks. weeks. And it's crazy. Why would they take six weeks to let me join? Background checks. They've done some background <laughs> checks. They've done some serious background I checks. Know. We heard some kids got stabbed in the last episode and they're like, well, we yeah, don't Yeah, questions them. needed to be asked. <sighs> but yeah, now I'm on the Red Dwarf website so I can tell those guys about the... Sm- I mean, they know already we've got a Smegheads podcast. You type Red Dwarf into iTunes and we come up. That's pretty good. Um, so how have you been, Daniela? <laughs> I've been pretty good. You've been doing some secret stuff. I have been doing some secret <laughs> stuff. And it's like, don't don't mention that stuff that I just told you. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you're going on holiday, right? I am going to LA. Wow, that is cool. I might go to LA soonish. Um, so leave me some notes somewhere, and I'll, and uh, I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, under a rock somewhere. I used to do that in school, like leave notes under bricks and things. Did you used to put notes into bottles and then throw them in the sea? Of course, I'm cool. Yeah, I always did that. and I I still do that. Nobody ever replied to my letters. But one day, well, what did you put an address in it? A return address? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, my parents' address. Oh, okay. Maybe I should start doing that again. That'll be a good horror film. Really? Like, so 10 years later, someone knocks on your door, like, I got your message. And it's just a stalks you. Yeah, and it's like half fish or something. Ah, oh, that's that's good. Comes was, into, yes. Yeah, that's good. It comes into play later. <laughs> um, what else have you been up to? Oh yeah, so you're going to LA, and yeah. like, Daniela's just like dropped this information bomb, on me, <laughs> this truth bomb on me. So like when I go to LA, I, I hang out with like my friends, and they're pretty cool. Some of them are in bands, some of them are doing this and that. Daniela's like, oh yeah, I'm just um, you know hanging out with Short Round from the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of uh, my boyfriend and I's, yeah. That's, that's crazy. And uh, he's data from the Goonies as well. Yeah. Just hanging out with him in LA. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to his house, have some dinner, you know. That's crazy. So this is what you should do, right? And, and Daniela just told me she hasn't seen the Goonies. <laughs> so right, you're, you're, you're in data from the Goonies house, so this is what you do. Yeah. Nick goes in first and, yeah. and data from the Goonies. What's his name again? Key. Key. And he's like, "Where's Daniela?" And then Nick opens up a window, and you're on a on a on a fishing line, and you you come into the window on a, one of those line. Any reason? Or? Because he does that in the oh, game. Okay, okay. And then I want you to press a button on your belt, and out comes a boxing glove and punches him in the face. I don't wear a belt. Well, how are you going to do this elaborate prank that refers to a film that you did 30 years ago? That I've not seen. I'm not quite sure. And when you come back, you're going to tell us all about Goonies too, because they bring back the Goonies. Okay. According I'll, to um, the film websites I'll, I read. I'll ask him. Okay. okay. I'll bring in exclusive. So, you, so hang on. So so you hang out with um, uh, Data from the Goonies. Yeah. You hang out with Rick Moranis from Every Good Film Ever. Yeah, 
my my friend Rick. But I but see the, Rick when I go to New York, not LA. So Rick Moran is when you're in New York, <laughs> and Dave from the Goonies when you're in in LA, and in London you've got me. I know. I'm so lucky. Must, those guys. I'm so lucky. Rick Moran is supposed to be so jealous of knowing me. <laughs> He's constantly emailing. We should get him on the podcast. We should. I've got yeah. an idea for a film from it for him. Okay. No, I like. It. I was going to say something quite bad. <laughs> no, Rick Moranis is. Um, he's in one of my favourite films of all time. He is in. Mine Shop too. Of yeah, that's oh, that's the one I was going to oh, say. Really? Yeah, he is the best in it, and he's the best in, in Ghostbusters, and he's best in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies. He, he's he's, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's great. Actor. I don't know why he likes you. Why does he like you so much? Because I'm, and I quote Rick Moranis here awesome well no wonderful i'm wonderful does he ever come to the uk no he doesn't like flying i feel like i would give him a piggyback all the way okay or we could do what they do in the a-team and 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 put like something in his drink and then put on a plane get him here to do our podcast we could show honey and shrunk the kids podcast i'm (laughs) fine with that okay rick moranis He, he is brilliant um, what else have you been up to, Daniela, in the um, last week? In the last week, I have um, been hanging out with Will Palin, Michael Palin's son. Do, do you hang out with any normal people? <laughs> no, no. Any celebrities. <laughs> I hang out with like just like random people from bands no one's heard of, and you're hanging out with all these celebrities. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I, I've... Uh, I guess I've been in some cool things. I've got. Um, it's been announced that my film Absence is in the London Film Festival, Woo! which is pretty cool. I guess it's the best film festival in the world. I don't know. I don't really think about these things. It's in the Rain Dance Film Festival as well, which is at the end of September. If you want to go see my little horror film, um, it's playing on the twenty fifth and twenty no twenty fourth and twenty seventh. It's either, either but it's, it's a love film more than a horror film. It's all about love. Yeah, I only write love stuff. Um, <laughs> so if you want to see it, check out um, the Rain Dance website and you'll get to see my film. It's pretty darn cool. It's got starring the 8th Doctor Who. Um, it's at the London Film Festival in October as well. That was the big announcement. Um, that's cool. It's in the love section, of course, because it's a film about love. Yep. It's very cool. romantic. And the good thing is of, of uh, the film being in the London Film Festival and the Rain Dance Film Festival is that it qualifies for, for BAFTA nominations. Amazing. So Can I be your uh, plus one to the BAFTAs? Pretty much every girl I've spoken to has said they want to be my, my date for the BAFTAs. Uh, but Jade, I mean, as your cod po- That's true. Cod- co-podcaster, I can't even say Co- the word. Podcaster. Then I should yeah. have. I should be at front of the queue. You, if, plus, okay. I look awesome in an evening dress. Another thing is, if I take you, you have to wear that shirt, that Rimmer shirt. That okay, you're deal. Now. Deal. I have to wear this. <laughs> um, well, that would be cool. I'd love to win a BAFTA. That's all I want. I want to win a BAFTA. Uh, write an episode of Doctor Who, maybe win an Oscar. Can you, if when, if when you win your BAFTA, can you get up on stage, say, um, I am awesome, and then drop the mic and walk off? Well, I kind of, I kind of want my BAFTA to be uh, collected by uh, um, Tim from Tim and Eric. Oh, so you're not going to attend in person, you're going to send Tim I'll, to I'll do it? I'll be there, but I, I kind of want um, someone else to do it who okay. do it cooler than okay. me. I don't so really like you, Tim Heidecker then? Tim Heidecker, yeah, and um, and Neil Hamburger would be quite cool. Um, but yeah, there's um, there's plenty of stuff, other stuff that I'm doing. So I've released a load of cool bands. One by a band called Megaran, if you're into nerdcore hip-hop, which oh, Daniela that's is. Oh, my favourite genre. Nerdcore hip-hop. It's basically a guy who raps over kind of like Mega Drive music. 
It's, it's, it's really amazing. Good. I need it's, to hear this. It's really good. It's really good. Um, and like he's touring the UK now. He was in London like yesterday. He never told me, which is kind of weird. But um, yeah. Oh, we're gonna get. I'm um, talking of bands. Uh, we're gonna get uh, Billy Lunn from the Subways in because he's a big Red Dwarf fan. Um, so he's gonna come on the show. Excellent. Um, everyone loves the Subway. So brilliant. They had that Levi's. What's advert. your favourite Subway? Um, I, I had an, an egg Subway earlier on. Ugh. Um, but no, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so I can only as a, I have the vegetarian patty and that's it. Yeah. But I don't think the band was named after the franchise. You have a cheese salad. Can you have a cheese salad in, in some way? Yeah. Okay. I've had it before. But yeah. Billy, Rockstar Billy Lunn will be on maybe this season, if he's back from touring Russia and, and stuff. Um, come on for one of the episodes, Billy. Yeah, because um, you must be getting sick of just listening to us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Our accents are pretty cool, though. Okay, this is the thing, right? I I don't really watch the um, Great British Bake Off. Oh, I do. Do you? Yeah. Right. There's a guy in it. There's an Indian guy called Tamil. 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 And right, everyone like three people have told me that I he has the same voice as me. No, he doesn't. Well, I listen to him on YouTube, and he has the same voice as no, me. No, he doesn't. He does. Okay. Right. You, next time you watch it. Okay. Turn off. Just, just close just my close eyes. eyes listen okay. To him. And like, because I'm the first one to say that person doesn't look like me, doesn't sound like me about ev- everything. This guy sounds exactly like me. I've, I mean, I've watched him on the show, and I've I not think thought too, he sounds like You're too like close Jeff. to the treasure. I am too <laughs> close to the treasure. Is. is that a phrase? <laughs> too, <laughs> you're too close, close to the, the treasure. treasure. Yeah. Um, oh dear. I don't know, but um, yeah, that's what we've been up to. But yeah. Thank you again for listening uh, to Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get around to Red Dwarf eventually. <laughs> this episode, actually one more thing, some more admin, because I know you guys like admin. <laughs> no, no more admin. Uh, the new series, the new two series of Red Dwarf um, is looming. It's, it's in the very near future. Hopefully you've uh, already entered the competition to win a part on Red Dwarf, because I know myself and Daniela have. And hopefully yep. that part will be two of the main stars. Yep. Because... I can see. I mean, I don't know how Red Dwarf will keep going if we aren't in it. They they need us. <laughs> they need us more than we need them. I think. Mm. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised that after our appearance on Red Dwarf, then um, Chris Barry and Craig Charles have a Jen- Daniela podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> when they would talk about my love of sea otters? I think they are already doing <laughs> and it. And your um, love of robots. <laughs> Danny John Jules wouldn't because he's he, he's got his own stuff going on on Twitter. He's always so angry on Twitter. Oh, really? I don't follow him on Twitter. Danny John Jules on Twitter is like so uncat-like. He's oh, really? so angry about everything. Gosh. He scares me. Does he? Absolutely scares me. Um, but he is still awesome. And there's an episode, a Danny John Jewell-centric episode coming up in a few episodes' time. Where he does something. Where it's just the best thing ever. Okay, it's, it's I can't wait. Great. I can't so wait. Um, so let's get straight into uh, this episode. It's called Better Than Life. Um, mm-hmm. And um, if you're a follower of the Red Dwarf books, there was a whole book called Better Than Life, um, which is a sequel to Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers. Um, and both the end of the first Red Dwarf book and most of the second book um, is about the total immersion video games and how it affects the crew of the Red Dwarf. So this is what we see in this episode, but let's start at the start, shall we? Yeah, it's always a, it's a very good place to start. It's quite a good place to start. Are you going to sing Sound of Music again? Maybe. I see, I haven't seen Sound of Music, but I just assumed from your tone <laughs> of voice that that was something that was happening. Um, does Rick Moranis like Red Dwarf? I haven't asked him. He should be in the American Red Dwarf. 
Mm, no, because that's terrible. Okay, we'll see. Um, okay, so we start off. They're three million years into, into into deep space, and the whole time they've been in deep space, there has been a post pod following them the whole time and finally that post pod has caught up with them and in that post pod is the usual things you you you'd find like just general things but there's a few things in there that kind of are things of interest um can you care to name them daniela yeah uh, but before we get to that okay right can we can we talk about the first scene because i have questions right, okay, okay so we find out that rima has cooked mm-hmm. for the group how has he been able to cook? He is a hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very strange because it comes out of nowhere. Because in previous episodes, we've seen Lister cooking and trying to take the um, chef's exam. But out of nowhere, very unlike Rumor, this isn't in his character to kind of help people. He's, he's cooking yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've had like a supper club. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, and no he's sense a hologram. No, but he, he usually gets the scutters to kind of do the, the hard work for him. But how can scutters cook? They don't have hands. They have those three pronged... You can do a lot with three fingers, Daniel. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> you can do... Look, I'm, right now, you can't see this, but I'm doing like a three-finger kind of action motion. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a beak. They can, whatever a beak can do, they can do. But Lister doesn't doesn't say anything about the scutters cooking. He he talks about Rimmer cooking. Yeah, but no, but Rimmer's instructs Rimmer's instructing them. This is, I mean, this is all like I, this isn't even in the book. I'm just assuming that Rimmer's instructing the scutters to to cook. Okay, well, I don't get that from the episode. Okay, but you've seen another episode where Rimmer have got scutters to kind of do stuff like medical yeah, stuff and yes. cleaning stuff. But the fact that they're b- blaming Rimmer like, for the dumplings being so hard and the lamb that they thought was cheese, and they'd be blaming the scutters if the scutters were but doing it. But the scutters it. can only do what Rimmer's instructing them to do, mm. surely? Yeah. Like I said, we need a spin-off called Scutters. <laughs> yeah. Scutters. Um... But yeah, so, and then after that scene, uh, have we done with that scene, Daniela? Yes, yeah, sorry. So, you don't need to <laughs> so, I, I'm only skipped here. I, I, I don't know why you did. Um, yeah, going at, back to the post. So they get the post, which is the most important thing. Um, and this garbage pod is full of cool stuff. And one of the things in there is um, kind of the, the news reels, because in deep space, you have to be updated with the news back on Earth. So, I mean, this news is three million years out of date. But um, you get the news from the Groovy News Channel 27, and it talks about um, something that was found. I'm, I'm going to just like read what the news reader says. Is that okay? Yes, that's uh, fine. Or do you, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I, I can do her <laughs> voice. So <laughs> here is the news on Friday, the 27th of Geldof. Archaeologists near Mount Sinai have discovered what is believed to be a missing page from the Bible. The page is currently being carbon dated in Bonn. If genuine, it belongs to the beginning of the Bible and is believed to read to my darling candy. All characters portrayed within this book are fictitious and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The page has been universally condemned by church leaders. And even at a very young age, I found that effing hilarious. Really? Okay. Did you not? <laughs> yeah, no, thought, not really. Well, I, was, I was. I went to Catholic school, and um, I mean, the Bible was like a. We had to go to church like every five minutes. Well, same, same with me as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did we go to the same school? <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, and but yeah, so when I, I was like, oh, this is very rebellious. This is very heretic. Oh, wow, heresy. Yeah. Um, 
But but before the newsreel, we find out that um, the Outland Revenue are chasing... Uh, I was coming to that. That, that. that was before that scene. Okay, but I wanted to kind of build up to okay, that. Okay, okay. Okay, so what happens with the Outland Revenue? So um, they're, they're chasing Rimmer for £8,500. And we find out that Rimmer's dad's dead. I know, and even though it was quite a... A sad scene. It's quite a funny scene <laughs> because um, obviously Rimmer can't hold things. So Lister's reading him the letter from his mum and um, his mum refers to Rimmer as Rimmer, even though her surname's Rimmer as well, instead of Arnold. Her, his mum calls him Rimmer as well. It's very uh, formal. It's very, very formal. Mm. And um, and Lister said, um, your, da- um, your father is dad because um, Lister can't read his... Um, Rimmer's handwriting. mum's handwriting and this is like of course sir, your father is dad and he's like oh no it says your father is dead your father's dead Rimmer your father is dead um, so, and it's quite sad it's really sad yeah and Rimmer obviously says um, he, he knew because everyone's dead um, then they have quite a, um, a melodramatic scene on the observation deck which you don't see very mm. much in Red Dwarf but it's the first time you see have I missed something? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Go on, Danielle, go for Just it. going back to the post because I I really liked the post. The post is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was I mean? My favourite bit of post was the scutters <laughs> getting the John Wayne <laughs> fan club. This, this should be a section on <laughs> my favourite bit of post. Yeah. <laughs> was the scutters getting their letter from the John Wayne fan club? Yeah. Um. But I also liked the uh, the reference to was it the the Casablanca peter beardsley version yes um yeah that's great what was your favorite bit of post well do you well do you know in um the i think it's the the most recent dvds they actually cut out a lot of the the 80s and 90s references oh okay because um i can't i don't know if they've cut out everything from the netflix version but there was more 90s references Mm. um because we, we just watched it on Netflix now, and I'm sure there was a few more things that, that happened. Yeah. Um, but Holly gets some post. Yes, he does. He Holly gets post from, um, not his nemesis, but an, another kind of talking head um, computer from Starship who's vastly more intellectual. Gordon. Gordon. Um, he has a higher IQ than Holly. Um, and they're playing a game of uh, postal chess. chess yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's great and um so gordon he seems a bit a little bit slow but i think that's the running theme in red dwarf that these supercomputers with high iqs um they may know a lot of information but they actually look quite stupid yeah um but also we forgot to say that um (laughs) when (laughs) cat jed's so excited about this episode he's racing ahead i'm drinking a lot of baileys here guys (laughs) um cat tries to console rimmer by saying, yeah, it's sad your dad's dead, but um, the <laughs> but the worms. What does it say about the worms? <laughs> but it's party time for the worms. That's it. Which again, it's a very cat-like thing to say because he's trying his best, but he hasn't really interacted with a lot of people, so he kind of gets it wrong mm. most of the time. Um, but yeah, so they go to the um, observation deck. Yeah. Is that fine? Yeah, yeah, we're back on Let's track. On to back the on observation track. deck. And the observation deck is great because it's a, a dome on Red Dwarf where it's um, transparent and you can see out into the into the into the universe. And it's the, it's the kind of place that you would kind of 
stand and feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, and you go and around. spend some time there if you want some alone time. Well, yeah. Um, it's a good place to take, take dates, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, probably not on Red Dwarf. <laughs> Would you take on a date there? One of the scutters. No, but I mean, back in the days when there's alive people, yeah, you could <laughs> you could take dates there. Do you think uh, this is a kind of a not a random question, but do you think you should date people that you work with? No, <laughs> speaking from experience. Yeah, well, you or me? And me. Oh yeah, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Why? He, explain what went wrong. I've dated a, a couple of people that Daniela. I worked with. <laughs> Sorry, not not that I work with now, okay. but at previous organisations, and uh, yeah, it went a bit wrong, and you have to continue working with them, and it gets a bit. Awkward. It is literally the worst thing you could possibly. Yeah, do, it's isn't really it? yeah. awkward. I, I've done it a couple of times as well, and it's yeah. and it, after the first one blew up in my face quite <laughs> literally quite, it just wasn't good then i did it again and it was just crazy and it was yeah, really bad really. no never date people you work never with date. but i think on red dwarf you're in space you're kind of you're stuck together there's nowhere that to makes it even worse then doesn't it but you, i guess so but like you can't even go and get another job if it gets really bad Red Wolf is a big ship. I guess it's not as big as the world, so you can't, you can't <laughs> hide. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's this. I bet there was lots of relationships in Red Dwarf, though. Um, yeah, you could probably do a spin-off on some of the other characters. Could do like yes. like a like an ITV two kind of like love Love Island type thing with Red Dwarf. I love Love Island. I've never seen it. Is that a <laughs> it's real amazing. program? Celebrity Love Island. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe maybe, um, maybe you should go on it because you hang but out I, with celebrities. <laughs> Um, you, you know you something and, I don't know. You and Theta uh, from Goonies. <laughs> my uh, suddenly single. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> You're breaking it to me over the podcast. <laughs> I tried, Nick. I really tried. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're on um, and Lister because I, I love the episodes and the moments in episodes where Lister and Rimmer kind of just, are just by themselves and they're kind of just like talking to each other and um, they actually really love each other. It's it, a bit of a bromance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like sometimes I mean they argue for ninety nine percent of the time. That's why the 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 points of the show when they're they're together and they actually care about each other and uh, under all of the kind of the snidey remarks and stuff they do actually really like each other and they want good things to happen to each other so list is trying his best to, con- to console rimmer um and while this is happening um another thing was found Ooh. um and it, it does tell you in the groovy channel 27 news that something that's taken the the, the galaxy by storm is the um Total immersion video game better than life, which luckily they have a better than life disc in the gu- in the pod, but in the books, the um, one of the that that didn't happen in the books. They got the video game from one of the officers had a hole in 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 his wall where he sold because the game was banned. Because obviously, you go in the game, you might want to be there forever. So it yeah, would, what's to stop you from staying in there forever? Well, exactly. It it, it would um. This was in the books. What happened was um, after a month, it was banned because people were dying. They were, they weren't. Oh, they weren't eating or drinking. Yeah, because okay. what what the what the game tries to make you do is forget that you're in a game. So you don't know. You can only exit. forget what reality is. Exactly, you can only exit the game if you know you're in a game itself. Mm. Um, so a lot of people died. So every time um, someone plays the game since then, um, it was an illegal copy, and there was an officer on board. Called, he had a Russian name, not Peterson. It was something Russian. Um, 
he had a hole in his wall which Cat found with loads of the, the metal bounds that go around your head that injects your brain full of these nodes that helps you play the game. They look like green serpent crowns. They look, they look exactly like green serpent crowns. Whatever that is, <laughs> Miss Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what are you talking about? Know. Green serpent when crowns. I, when I watched the episode, I just thought that the, what they wear looks like green crowns. serpent crowns. <laughs> What's green? That's, that sounds like fan, uh, like Red Dwarf fanfic. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of wanted one. It is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it plays a massive part in, in the Red Dwarf books. It, it's pretty epic. But well, I'll come back to that in, in, a bit later on. So in this episode, they um, they, they want to kind of help Rimmer forget his the bad things that have happened. They want to try. They go on a lads trip. It's a lads trip to help <laughs> him forget, which is great. And this hap- and that happens multiple times in in season two. In the next episode, they do the exact same thing. Oh really? Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Um, Oh, the next episode is going to be good, guys, um, because we have a guest from that episode. <gasps> what? On the show. Um, but we'll come back to that in the next episode. I don't want to spoil it for you, even though there is only one other person in that episode. So like, you'll, you, <laughs> okay. you'll know who it is straight away. <laughs> um, so the, um, yeah, so they, first of all, get into the game. They log themselves into the game um, and they open up a door. They open up a war- like they come out of a wardrobe like Narnia. It's very Narnia-like, yeah, that's right. And they end up on, I guess, what's what they think in their brain is luxury. It's basically meant to be a luxury beach, but it looks like the most depressing beach. It looks very British. It looks grey and does. windy, cold. Like, yeah, like Brighton Beach, which is like stones and a little bit of sand here and there. Um, and yeah, and um. Then Tony Hawks appears, which is a, a Red Dwarf favourite, and he's not, a, not the skateboarder. Not the skateboarder, um, but Tony Hawks, the actor who plays multiple parts from Red Dwarf. He plays Caligula, and he plays um, the toaster in one bit, and he plays something else. And he is, is in season three as a as a host of a club, um, and uh, he he's the guide in in this virtual reality game called Better Than Life, and he says all of your wishes can come true, guys. Just whatever you think of. You can get amazing. So, Daniela. Right. So, if you, if me and you had um, this total immersion video game better than life, and we put it on right now. Yeah, our serpent crowns on. Serpent crowns on. Though we could be in it right now, we would never know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's the existence, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Right. I've clicked my fingers. We open the door. What do we see? Me and you. Uh, hot palm trees. Hot palm I don't know where you were going there. So we, see, <laughs> we see hot palm trees, right? Okay. Palm trees. What else do we uh, see? Doesn't have to be Cheesecake a, Factory. A hot yeah. Um, hot palm trees, a cheesecake factory. Yeah. Um, just in the middle of the beach. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. dolphins swimming. Oh, sea dolphins otters. Sea otters. Yeah. Um, a lemonade stand. Lemonade sun. Think all of these things you can do next week. <laughs> I know. Every single, they're just stuff you can do next week. I really. know, but that's basically what I like. I, what about you? I think we'd open the door straight away. There would be we would be immersed in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I no no I no no Oompa Loompas freak me out. Okay, Oompa Loompas freak me out. Don't destroy my dream. Okay, we. We step through. In our hands are golden tickets. 
we have got the last tickets to get into that chocolate factory, Daniela. I'm down with it as long as the Impalumpas aren't there. They're there. They're the ones who no. won it, Daniela. No. <laughs> and and wait, we is Willy Wonka um, Johnny Depp creepy Michael Jackson? Or is no, it? it's no. It's Gene okay. Wilder. Okay, that's it's fine. Gene okay, that's okay. You're my plus one with my golden ticket. Okay. So we get into the factory. Thank you, Jed. Gene Wilder's going going off on one. Okay. And there's there's a room that says there's a sign saying "See Otters That Way," and you're <gasps> walking off. I'm like Daniela, where you where are you going? Let's just stick to this tour yeah. he's showing us around. Yeah, but the sea otters. Yeah, but sea no, but we jet. have to stick to the stick to the tour, Daniela. Okay. And there's a river of chocolate. Yeah. And we dive in. Okay. And we just drink all the chocolate. Oh, and you're not on this weird Nutella. diet. It's Nutella flavored. <sighs> yeah. So it's a really thick river. Mm. maybe mistaken as a sewer but it's Nutella and we eat all of that amazing that's, that's all I want like a river of Nutella that sounds really good I river like of that. Nutella so, some, some like breadsticks I can dip dip into it breadsticks yeah I guess so um, yeah and that's kind of all I want maybe um, for us to be in in, in Red Dwarf um, I don't know I feel like all my dreams are coming true anyway I don't know well I have bought a ticket for the Euro Million Lottery tonight so what the numbers I don't know actually because I got a lucky, just dip. lucky dip oh you'll never win mm. but um, with the good thing about um, going with someone to the shop when they do lucky dip is you automatically get 10% I'm not that buying is the that that's the universal law of, I've never heard it before that's the universal law of going to the shop and nope. buying Okay, so um, <laughs> the guys, the Red Dwarf crew, they are on a, on a luxury beach and they get given cocktails as soon as they turn up. So Rimmer, Lister and the cat are there on this beach. Tony Hawk said they can do exactly what they want. They can go anywhere they want. So Rimmer and the cat, they imagine um, a form of transport. And that form of transport is a kind of a Harley Davidson. And they, and Lister and the cat get on and they give Rimmer the finger and drive off and spit That's pretty sand. Cool. And they spray sand into Rimmer's face. Um, and But Rimmer, likewise, he can wish for anything he wants. <gasps> yeah. And so the first thing he wishes for is a mode of transport to get to his luxury dream destination is a Morris Minor. Well, first first of all, he wishes to uh, meet uh, Napoleon. <laughs> he meets oh, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, first of all, they meet Mar- Marilyn Monroe, yeah, don't they? Yeah. Um, and apparently they had a real hard time with uh, that Marilyn Monroe. Oh, really? Because she looked like Marilyn Monroe, but mm. she couldn't do the voice. Okay. So I think they dubbed, dubbed her. Yeah. Okay. They probably got Chris Barry to do it because he can do <laughs> loads of voices. Though he can't do a Scouse. I'm still convinced he can't do a Scouse accent. <laughs> he can do every other voice, but not a Scouse accent. Um, so, um, and Marilyn Monroe fancies the cat. Taking your yeah, man. My man. Um, and then um, with, and obviously that's the cat's fantasy and Rimmer's fantasy is to see Napoleon and um, he that's, that's a good call I would like to meet Napoleon well I don't know I, th- I don't think he, I mean he's his all time favourite fascist dictator I don't know if he's the greatest guy in the world no but I mean I mean he's an interesting I, I'm, guy I'm a, I'm a bit of a history buff and I've been to the Waterloo battlefield twice have you? I have, yeah. Most recently, just a couple of months ago. So have to, you? Yeah, to me. Well, you went to battle? No, I didn't went to battle, but I went to the battlefield and had a look around. Is that in Hastings? No, no, where what, is that? Waterloo. Sorry, Waterloo. Sorry. It's in where Belgium. Oh, of course, yeah. What am I thinking of? You're Battle thinking of Hastings. Battle of Hastings, 1066. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. yeah no, so to me, yeah, I'd love to meet Napoleon and ask him some questions. In, in French or Italian or... In the Red Wolf book, he gets Napoleon... Um, uh, he gets loads of like um, historical military people from history he invents a time machine they go into the better than life game mm. um, and Rimmer 
fantasy and they forget they're in the game so Rimmer fantasizes himself as this big inventor and this big hotshot and he owns like most of the world he, and he has these Rimmer buildings and basically everyone loves him and he's married to a 19 year old Brazilian model 19 wow a 19 year old Brazilian model um, and um, yeah and he has these parties so, and he's invented time travel so he gets all these historical figures to come and play Risk with him that sounds like Bill and Ted it does you know it does a lot like Bill and Ted <laughs> it's around the same time actually um, and um, and Lister's fantasy in, in the book anyway is um, he is in the town Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life um, oh, okay and and this is this is this is my big thing about the the TV show and the book. This is what irks me a little bit, because they can have any fantasy they want. Mm-hmm. What do you think Rimmer's number one fantasy would be? Sorry, sorry, Lister's number one fantasy. Lister, I think it would be some hot girl in a curry. Which hot girl? Christine Kachansky. Exactly. Like they can have, he can have anything he wants. And in the books, he gets Kachansky, and they go to the Bedford Falls, the sit, the town from um, It's a Wonderful Life, and they have Jim and Bexley, and they have a nice life together. Aww. But in the TV show, he doesn't wish for that at all. Kachansky's not there. And Maybe the actress wasn't available. That's true. But I mean, what else is she doing? Actually, she was presenting VH1 at that time. She was a presenter of VH1. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really weird writing. To be honest, I didn't really notice the fact they hadn't picked to see Christine Kachansky until you mentioned it. Well, Cat, well, Cat wishes for a person, and Rimmer wishes for a person, but um, Lister doesn't wish for anyone. I don't know. I guess if it, if I don't know, if you could wish for any girl in the world, would you pick the girl that you wanted to date, or the would you pick a, girl. No, a supermodel pick... that you I don't know that or you or I I would know uh, the, the actress from Gremlins uh, that you like. Phoebe Cates. Yes. Yes, I would pick Phoebe Cates. You see, you'd pick Phoebe Cates over any sort of random girl you dated or wanted to date, wouldn't you? I've been out with some really hot girls, though. Oh, well, happy (laughs) now, Jen. (laughs) But but Phoebe Cates in the 80s. Exactly. Holy moly. See, you'd you'd wish for her, wouldn't you? I'm going to see the um, Gremlins at the Prince Charles with the actors. Oh, with Zach. With Zach, yeah, yeah Zach Gallagher. I know Zach. Do you know Zach from real <laughs> life? <laughs> oh my no, god! No, I don't know him from real life. We're Twitter buddies. He he knows my boyfriend. Okay, so. yeah, he follows me on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. I mean, he's in one of my favourite films, which is um, Gremlins. No, <laughs> Waxworks Two: Lost in Time. <laughs> Obviously, which is about in, the, in Waxworks One, his girlfriend, um, well, is accused of killing a whole museum full of people. But it was really the waxworks came to life. So in 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 waxworks two, lost in time, they have to go back in time to prove that um, thing that inanimate objects can come to life. So what they do is, for some reason, they go and visit horror films from the past. So they they go to the Godzilla. They go to they meet Jack the Ripper. A bit like Bill and Ted actually. But they, it it's sounds like, cool. It's really such a cool. Is film. Is it on Netflix? I don't think it's anywhere besides VHS. Oh, damn. But I love it so much. And at the end, all of the actors rap over the oh end Oh, my credits. gosh. I'm g- maybe this is on YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. And the thing about Better Than Life is it lets you... Um, it all, it predicts what you would want before you even realise what you want as well. Mm. So when um, they end up... Cat and Rimmer... Sorry, Cat and Lister end up at the restaurant. They get food given to them like 
what they already want. So Rimmer gets a caviar... Vindaloo. Caviar Vindaloo. And Cat gets a, a, a tank full of goldfish. real live goldfish. <laughs> and he licks Tony Hawk's... Lapel. Yeah, because that's how cats... Thank <laughs> and you that's for not a euphemism. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Would you let Tony and Jules lick your lapel? <laughs> um, I... I currently do have a bit of lapel going on with my Rimmer shirt. You do, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd let I'd let him lick lick, lick the lapel. You're absolutely disgusting, Daniela. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> but yeah, people need to f- remember that I'm wearing uh, Lister's <laughs> London Jets T-shirt. Still not washed. St- uh, no, it's been washed a couple. No, it's been washed every time actually. Uh, it's been washed every time. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I've been meaning to leave it here, but I can't. I always forget. Uh, <laughs> what what came about a top on? <laughs> yeah, no, but I did spill. <laughs> Hashtag some, East London. I did spill some noodles down it earlier on though, so it's kind of can't fine. see. No, but um, I'll get my uh, fabric cleaner pen out for you later. Please do. <laughs> um, but then, and then the, uh, Rimmer turns up, and he's had a time of his life because he's he's imagined Yvonne Magruder, the one girl that he's had sex with. <laughs> he's imagined her coming back, um, and uh, an A-type drag. Is that an A-type or an A-type drag? <laughs> that he drives in I have no idea I think it, I thought it was an E-type but I think it might be an A-type um, and uh, so I, I wrote down car car <laughs> it's like a swish car he gets car. in a car so he gets in the car with Ron McGruder and he says to her oh I bet you're wearing a peephole bra under that and she's like yep yeah. <laughs> do you guys like peephole bras what's the point I don't know you tell me you're a guy no I don't can you I, get peephole I, I, bras I, I do think guys liked bras full stop <laughs> slightly awkward um <laughs> the um yeah so um he's had sex basically he's, he says to the rest of them that he's had sex with von Magruder and he says twice in one lifetime he's turned into he hefner yeah um and yeah i quite like rimmer when he's quite boisterous and yeah he's funny yeah. i like and him. he's quite happy because he's, he's actually got some uh he's got some action, got some action. he's got his fairy dice yeah. in the car yeah, yeah he's good to go <laughs> so he sits down with rimmer and cat and they kind of um explain that how much they're loving it and then they hear a voice calling admiral admiral um and Rimmer's like, who is that and someone's showing off that they know an admiral and um this uh, guy walks over to um, rimmer and says that admiral rimmer please join us at the table with the other officers and rimmer's and then rimmer instantly changes into an kind of an admiral's uniform similar to the uniform that he wore when he went to the nova five and yeah. um, and he saw the the dead girls <laughs> I see dead girls. I see dead chicks. Um, and uh, yeah, so he joins the the captain's table, and the cadet walks over to him, and says, "Oh, um, uh, Admiral Rimmer, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Please sign uh, this book." And, and Rimmer's like, "Oh, what, what's this book? Uh, <laughs> what's this <laughs> Was that an Italian accent? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it sounded I like went, a racist Italian. I accent. wouldn't do an Italian accent when you, when you're here. Can you can you do it?" A good Italian accent. Um, no, uh, I think the answer is uh, give me something to say with an Italian accent. Say, <laughs> say something like, "Where is my pizza?" No, don't say that. <laughs> um, it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> something like that. It's a me, a Mario. That is as, as, as authentic as you can get. Yeah, well, I am half Italian. That's true. So we will confuse like Corsica. <laughs> not, not. No, I, I nailed Corsica. I said it was up between France and Italy. <laughs> okay, okay. After about five minutes of Google. No, no. <laughs> um, 
And uh, so, yeah, so he goes, well, what's this book? Uh, and it turns out the book that the kid once signed is um, Rimmer's autobiography, uh, which is called, uh, what's it called again? He is called My Incredible Career by um, Admiral A.J. Rimmer. Um, so Rimmer signs it. I saw that, I've seen that for sale. That Have book. you? Yeah, yeah. Just quite a lot on, on Etsy. I think someone's recreated it. Okay. But it looks quite legit. It wasn't ever released as a... No, uh, though I'd book. love to love it. It'd be like the Diary of Laura Palmer. It'd be awesome. Um, and um, But then while he's autographing this book for this kid, a guy shows up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who that guy is? It's his father. It's his dad. Remar, I am your father. He's like, Arnold... Yeah. Arnold, I've got something to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and just basically, his dad uh, calls him a complete nut of snakeheads. Yeah. And uh, Rimmer is like, this isn't my fantasy. And then Cat comes in and, and says, says, no, it's mine. That's brilliant. I it love that brilliant. bit. It's so funny. So funny. <laughs> so even in the, in the most idyllic situation in the most fantasy-led world, um, Rimmer can't catch a break, really, this which is, is hilarious. This is a good cat episode. Cat's cat, at the top yeah, of his game you know in this cat, one. He's yeah. he's pretty funny. Cat's pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great Rimmer episode because it's the first time we see... Because in the, in the first season, we don't actually see the reasons why he's such an, an utter smeghead. But in season two, we start to see the signs of why yeah, he's be- become... He has parental issues. You become very sympathetic towards him. You definitely do. Um and uh, yeah, so <laughs> Rimmer can't believe that they've uh, brought his dad back just to just to get on his nerves. Um, and, uh, and it just goes downhill from there, really, for him, doesn't it? Really it really does. Um, and then it cuts to uh, Lister and Cat having the whale of a time on a golf yep, course. Yeah. But this golf course, I mean, this is meant to be um, like a luxury kind of place. It like, looks like it was filmed in Coventry. Coventry, yeah, via Swindon. <laughs> it looks so bleak. But they did have problems when they filmed it. It was quite a, a, an overcast day. And when it was originally shown, it it was really overcast. But only in, now on Netflix, it's a little bit brighter and a little bit more sunny than it originally was. Because <laughs> it looked like they just filmed it in in the car park in, in Swindon. <laughs> Uh, but then we uh, we do see the fact that Rim, we see Marilyn Monroe turn up again um, and Marilyn Monroe wants to basically have sex with a cat and Cat's like, no, go away because he's got a new girlfriend and his girlfriend's a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's ha- got... Half woman, half fish. Half woman, half fish, like every mermaid. But this time, it's the top half that's a fish and the bottom half that's a mermaid. With legs. Bottom half legs. It's, it's legs, yeah. yeah. Um... And but the thing is, like at, at the time, I was thinking, oh, that's the wrong way round because you want to see the face and you want to see other bits. It's a joke, Jay. But like, if you think about it, if you think about it hard, and I think thought about this quite hard, that's probably the best way. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna like, <laughs> careful now. Yeah, come. Um, what do you mean it's the best way? Best way for what? Because if you've got. <laughs> If you are going to have a mermaid girlfriend, there's only so much, there's only so many bases you can get to <laughs> if you if it's that way around. But with, um, you can get a home run if it's the other way around. Home run. <laughs> I don't know anything about baseball. But, 
presumably you wouldn't want to touch upon the first That's few bases. That is true. If you skip, <laughs> skip straight to like the, the last couple. And to be honest, a fish would probably let you anyway. <laughs> fish aren't at all particular. They're, they're, they're very They're easy. very well known, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we <laughs> we see... Uh, <laughs> but the fish is only in it for about five seconds. I think because the costume's so bad, like you only see a fleeting yeah, glimpse of that. far away. Um, if you had um, the option of the perfect person, I know you kind of touched upon it a little bit, but who would be, oh, I have anyway, like Phoebe Cates. You put words in my mouth, it probably wouldn't be Phoebe Cates, but I'll, I'll give you Phoebe Cates in okay. the 80s. Okay. Who would be your perfect guy besides your boyfriend? Uh, obviously, besides excluding my boyfriend, because I would name him because if I could, would, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender? Good, pretty good choice. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I would have given that answer even before shame. <laughs> You're absolutely disgusting. I'm a big uh, Michael Fassbender fan. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's, he's, very he's good all actor. man. You're absolutely... This has taken a turn of the worst. <laughs> this, this, is, um, this isn't about your fantasies. Um, this is about the fantasies of the career of Red Dwarf. So... Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Um, but we see... Rimmer and he appears and things aren't going too well for he's him. He's got seven kids. He's got seven kids he's and been the busy. If Von Magruder is there pregnant again, yeah. has sex with her once and he's got seven kids, one on the way. If Von Magruder is there and he's he's, he's uh, swapped his A-type Jag for uh, like a, a banger basically. Yeah, a pe- like a not people carrier but a sort of just a kind of an old a state car. That's uh, what I was an old for. like Volvo type family car and uh and lister and lister's like this is a you can have anything you want why have you why have you wished for this and remember's like my brain won't let me catch a break um and uh, not only that the um the the tax uh collectors come to get back as a, as a kind of like a to circle around from the from the first scene where the um the bill turned up from the outland revenue the Outland Revenue have turned up inside this fantasy. To you just can't get away from them. You can't get away from the Outland There's Revenue. There's no escape. So he's come to claim the $8,000 pounds or whatever currency. Uh, they go. I think it's dollar pounds in Red Dwarf. Okay. Um, and uh, so he's like, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to break your legs. So they're like, oh, um, Rimmer, you've ruined this for us. Um, and so Rimmer's like, wish it away, wish, wish him away. So Rimmer wishes them to another place, but the other place that they get wished into is up to their necks in sand, covered in jam, and surrounded by killer ants. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. Doesn't sound like the best thing to do. No. Um, but in the book, um, in the books, um, the whole better than life thing, um, well, I've told you about what happens to, to Rimmer in this. Nothing goes wrong for them. Everything's very idyllic. Cat is in... Denmark, or it's in Scandinavia, and he's surrounded by Valkyries. Okay. And he commands. Um, a, he's, he sits on a yak that that shoots fire out of his mouth, and he has these hunting dogs, and he sets the dogs out, and and Lister and Rimmer are like, what is he hunting? And you realise he's hunting the hunting dogs, so he, sh- he shoots all the dogs. Oh. Um, yeah, but it's he's a cat. Nice. He's a cat, so. Um, yeah, the, the books are great. Listen to it on Spotify. It's it's, it's quite quick. Mm. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, so back to the actual episode. Um, they're covered in jam and they're screaming and and like River, you've ruined this for all of us. And they manage to exit the game, and they're back on Red Dwarf, and they're in the. Or quarters. so they think. Or so they think. You, you kind of let the cat out of the bag, literally. Um, well, they think they're safe, but then out of the cupboard appears the Outland Revenue <laughs> tax collector again. 
And he's like, give me that money. Give me your thumbs. And he gets uh, Rimmer's th- thumbs and he is about to smack it with a big hammer and then it freeze frames on the smack. Game over. Game over. It's a great ending. It's a great ending of a great episode. And um, what did you think of the episode? I loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so good. It's it's um it's probably the best. Do you think it's the best episode so far? Because I, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I'd move that into number one definitely. Cool. So if you look at the Smegheads charts on postpodcast.com/smegheads, it'll be number one above. Uh, let's see what's above. It's above Confidence and Paranoia, which is strange to me that that was number one in the first place, actually, Confidence and Paranoia. Well, there weren't a lot of good ones in series one. Yeah. So at the moment, it goes um, uh, Better Than Life, Confidence and Paranoia, Crichton, Crichton, Future Echoes, Me Squared, The End, Waiting for God, and The Absolute Shambles, which is Balance of Power. (laughs) So that's the chart at the moment. And... um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good chart. Yeah, solid. I mean, we can we can go back and change it if we want to at a later date. If, if something comes along where we, we feel like Balance of Power maybe has more resonance later on, maybe it, it maybe. is a call back to yeah. it later on and you realise it wasn't so bad. But to be honest, Balance of Power was pretty shocking. <laughs> because after we, filmed, after we recorded that episode of Smegheads, we, we were quite down in ourselves we were like were we that bad but it was the episode that was bad <laughs> yeah oh well it's pretty shocking we luckily we've got some good episodes to talk about now we've got so many good episodes i can't wait for the next episode because there's the guest i can't wait too if uh, that person still wants to be in it otherwise it'd be a them. bit awkward <laughs> yeah um but the next episode is great and uh thanks very have you, have you got anything else to say about this episode no Daniela? i think i've said everything i uh yeah, got all the post in got all the post now yeah, very important thing. yeah we, we, we didn't forget one single bit don't of post. gloss over the post <laughs> no so uh thank you again for listening to smoke as the red dwarf podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes if you haven't already and the best thing you could possibly do for us if you if you're willing to do this is tell a red dwarf loving friend if you went to school with someone or you work with someone who might like red dwarf or even if they're into sci-fi let them know that there's a red dwarf podcast out there for them this isn't a red dwarf podcast for absolutely finickety red dwarf fans who who like to gloss not gloss over who like to like pick apart every little nitpicky little tiny little bit which you may find on on itunes at the moment this is the this is the red dwarf podcast for the people this is a red dwarf podcast that lead you up until seasons 11 and 12 on dave and we've timed it so well if we we're doing this every single week when we finish our first episode uh, finish the last episode of this it will lead you straight into the first episode of the new season brilliant timing absolutely amazing time and when we go i haven't told you this yet when we go daniela okay. to the filming because we will go to at least one episode okay. hopefully two, okay. two, i'm going to take a recorder along with us okay. and a microphone and we're going to speak to the fans are there some copyright uh, issues no, no, with that i won't i won't like take it into the actual film okay I'll, we'll take it and we'll speak to them okay in the line on, on the way there okay. and afterwards as well okay that, okay maybe we'll good. film it as well and we'll put it on the website yeah we'll put it on youtube or yeah. something yeah um it will be like on cinema on location. I'll be with my uh, my Rimmer shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do that. Um, but yeah, if you got as again, if you guys get tickets for, for the new Red Dwarf filming, let us know because um, you can get up to four tickets and take us with you. Yeah, we'll be your plus one. We'll be be your plus your plus twos even. And just imagine you turn up at a Red Dwarf thing with us two, 
Red Dwarf Superstar Smegheads, Jed and Daniela. Um, it will be amazing. So, again, thanks very much. Thank you. Um, tune in next week. And then the, uh, next week's episode is called Thanks for the Memory, Daniela. Yeah. It's a great episode. You haven't seen it yet. It is I a can't wait. And plus, I'll have some stories from LA as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe that you're hanging out with, with uh, Guy from the Goonies and, and, and Short Round from um, Temple of Doom. And so, Temple of Doom is my favourite. Um, uh, Indiana Jones film. It's mine too as well. It's the best. People don't like that one. I only watched them prequel. for the first time at Christmas. Did you? Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's too great. bad that the actor, your mate, didn't do many more films afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I read an interview with him um, quite recently about um, he just didn't feel like acting anymore. Yeah. It was in like two of the biggest movies. I think he of all does time. Um, some special effects stuff. That would now. make sense because that's kind of his character in Goonies, really. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, it's, it gets it gets to a point where you, you shouldn't really ask. What, what are you doing now? Yeah, because like he could say to us, "What what are you up to?" And he'd be like, "I'll say my thing," and he'd be like, "I'm in the bloody Goonies," <laughs> yeah. and that would just trump anything yeah. you could ever say. Mm. Uh, okay, so give my love to him. I will do. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to Smeghead, the Red Dwarf podcast. Smeghead is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcasts.com slash smeghead. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smeghead.